Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment. This is episode 19. John, can you believe that? No, I can't. That's awesome. It it seems like we just started this the other day, and at the same time, it seems like we started this years ago. There seems to be such a track record, uh, you know, working on 2,000 downloads now of of less than 19 podcasts. This is the Mm -hmm. 19th one, and it's such a such a joy to, to hear the stories of people saying that helped my staff or that helped my marriage or that helped me see something differently, that helped me resolve a conflict. And I know that that vision to help people, you know, live and lead so much better, you know, right. stronger, happier lives. You're, you're, I'm watching your dreams multiply. Mm. And I, I remember when it was one-on-one and then it was, now it's one on thousands. So mm. thank you again for sharing this. Uh, you, you gave us a teaser that we're gonna be talking about what uh, lead pastors need from their staff. And, and I hope that we have both lead pastors and staff pastors listening, maybe at the same time, maybe separately. But I, I think both sides need to hear what, what they don't know, maybe, about, right. about the other one. So lead us on. Where, what do, what do uh, lead pastors need from their staff? So, Jim, the, the content today is really the result. Uh, re- this is really going to come out of your and my experience yeah. as lead pastors. And I think that we're well over 30 plus years yeah, of experience yeah. in, in that area. Um, and this is also just the result of working with a lot of leaders yeah. and, and hearing their hearts, hearing the things that are bugging them uh, about their, their team. Yeah. And uh, so we're gonna, uh, we're gonna give you five consistent things that just seem to always pop up. And uh, so here's the first one, if you're ready for it. Yeah, hit me. <clears throat> it's integrity. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter how talented you are, right? right. It's yeah. it's integrity, um, and, and and really, when I when I drill down on that, Jim, with the with pastors, they say, John, I need integrity really in three key areas. One is in, yeah. believe it or not, in character. Yeah. You know, I think that's uh, pretty straightforward. Um, guys tell me I don't want to have to explain to my board why I hired this guy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and so it it there's a. You know, the Bible talks about, I, I'm reading in Proverbs right now, the Bible talks about the man of integrity walks securely. Yeah. There's a protectiveness to that. Yeah. Um, so integrity in character, uh, integrity in attitude. Yeah. Um, huge. Isn't that huge? huge I, I yeah. think, I don't think I can manage attitude. <laughs> what it's do you hard think? to manage what? my own sometimes. Yes. What do you think about that, though? I mean, seriously. Well, I, I think, I think if, you, if you do manage it, now they're actors. Mm. You know, I, I need you publicly to, to have this face on, then we're, we're setting people up to be Pharisees. I, I think, though, by saying, listen, one of the greatest attributes that I need on my team is to show up ready to play every time. Yeah. That you're, you love the people of this church, that you, you love the vision of this church. You know? And the day that you don't, it's okay. It's, it's okay not to be here anymore. It's okay if right. the grace evaporates. But what you can't do is be here not wanting to be here. Because right. it shows people learn what's important by watching what important people do. Mm. And if and if the attitude is a negative attitude, they'll learn, well, to really be in charge around here, you've got to be really critical or distant or clicky. Mm. Man, that's, that's the last thing Jesus wants in his church. Right. And then the third area of integrity is just in, in performance. Yeah. And, and we're talking about, you know, outcomes. You know, yeah. having a healthy work ethic, not a workaholic, not lazy, somewhere in the middle. 
yeah. of those two evil twins yeah. <laughs> um, is health and, yeah. and what pastors are looking for. And then integrity in terms of outcomes, Jim. Uh, yeah. And this is an interesting one to me because um, I'm seeing more pastors really get their arms around this whole idea of outcomes mm. and fruit yeah. and, and that it's in, important. And so what a lead pastor needs from a staff member when it comes to integrity with performances, you get the job done. You you yeah. get the out, you do the you get the outcomes you yeah. said you were going to get, and you get a, get them in the time frame, in the level of quality that you committed to. Yeah. Um, and there's variables, right? There's sometimes unseen circumstances or difficult issues sure. you didn't know existed. But yeah, that you show up every day, you know, with that same wide-eyed, glad to be here, right hardworking, balanced attitude. Man, that guy's valuable. Even if he doesn't know or she doesn't know what they're doing quite yet, yeah. that attitude, that integrity, that, that it's everything. I, I wanna work with someone less gifted, less experienced, with a great attitude than, and, and, with, and the character than someone who lacks character or has a bad attitude. I just, right. prima donnas do not belong on a pastoral staff. Right, that is correct. So that's the first one that I think pastors talk to me about a lot is integrity, Jim. Yeah. Right on. Well, you say there's one of three. So there, what, what's the next one that, that really strikes you as you talk to people about what, what they need from their staff? Uh, humility is the next one. Yeah. So there's actually five. So this is the second out of five. Um, and, and humility, from, from their perspective, is uh, uh, it has to do with ego being right-sized, you know. Um, and, and, and by that, I, I, think, I think humility is just seeing yourself accurately. Yeah. It's not thinking more highly of yourself than you should, but it's not thinking more lowly of yourself yeah. than you yeah. should. It's really having an accurate an accurate grasp yeah. of who you are and what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And I think that's how yeah. God looks at it. I heard somebody uh, well. define humility as not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. Okay. That that there's a you know there's a selflessness to you you yeah. want to serve. There's a guy. I, I, he's a youth pastor at a huge church, district council. We finished the, the banquet night, you know, the barbecue night. There's this guy walking around cleaning off tables and throwing away the trash and carrying out garbage bags and stuff. And uh, I thought, oh, you know, one of the one of the guys from the rehab centers here working, one of their janitorial staff, it was the youth pastor that I'd heard so much about. He and right. his wife were cleaning up the tables. As I'm talking and being important, this staff member is serving the, the pastors of our district. And I thought, I have never heard the guy speak. But I've heard so much about him and his wife, yep. and and seeing that that they have that sort of level of giftedness, and they're cleaning up our mess. That's a that's a pretty incredible person. So I, I would say that's a, a right size ego. Yeah. I mean he's he's not full of himself. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a confident guy. Yeah. <laughs> but not full of himself. Yeah. Um. So I, I think about humility in a couple of other ways, Jim. When it comes to an associate, and that's to uh, share credit. Mm-hmm. So when you're successful, when your team's successful. A humble leader is quick to praise his team yeah. or her team. Yeah. Um, you don't hog the spotlight. Um, and that kind of leads me to the next point. Uh, humility as a staff member means you understand you're a vision carrier, right. not a vision creator. Yeah. Explain that more because I, okay. I, you talked about in the teaser for this episode in the last one, you said sometimes an associate pastor will say, I think I could do that better. Right. And, and, I mean, Absalom had the same thought. I'm not calling saying every time you have an idea that's different from your senior pastors, you're an Absalom. Right. But there is an attitude. There is a humility issue. There's a pride issue there. Absolutely. So what what is? How do you know if if you're if you're carrying the vision or you're the one kind of like creating your own? How would how would a staff member even test their heart to know if their vision? 
Well, that's that's, that's such a good question. Uh, here's here's the way I'd like to maybe think about it yeah. is is that I feel like as a staff member, and I was a staff member for eight years, yeah. the vision that I have should be a subset of the big picture vision of the church. You know, when God wants to get something done, he calls a leader. Yeah. And, and the vision for a church should be a combination of God's heart for that local church and the pat, lead yeah. pastor's heart yeah. for that local church. Yeah. And, and myself as a staff member, I my area of responsibility, the departments I have responsibility for, yeah, I have to create vision for those departments, but they have to sync with and yeah. contribute to, in my mind, yeah. Oh, yeah. the big picture vision. Absolutely. Or else I start to get ahead of myself. Yeah. And think, oh, I got a better vision than the lead guy. If you ever had that thought, you better get like on your knees yeah. immediately and ask God to forgive you because you're walking, in my opinion, on uh, you're treading yeah. on thin ice. Yeah, two visions is division. Yes, right. And I, I, it's funny where we put the deeds of the sinful nature and the deeds of the flesh. It's between orgies and witchcraft. There's dissensions, mm. and it seems odd, right? That dissensions and gossip and slander these are these same minor offenses compared to orgies and witchcraft. And if we were to walk out in the foreway and see someone laying in a pentagram full of goat's blood, burning candles, chanting to Satan, it seems like we'd address that. And right. no, one, no one would expect otherwise than us, or, or there's an orgy in the, you know, in the closet. Like they would expect a pastor to address that. But when there's a difference of vision coming from a staff member, say, well, you know, it's I, this, churches are not split by witchcraft and, and orgies. They're split by division. Right. They're split by people from within having different visions and saying, follow me if I were king. Right. So this is huge. This is not... I, I honestly, if you can't serve under your pastor's vision, it is okay to to either get clarity on that vision, or like you're saying, it's it's time to tend to your resignation, yep, and and go be on a staff of someone whose vision you can follow. Absolutely, 100%. or even better, why don't you become the senior pastor <laughs> somewhere? <laughs> somewhere. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but I, I almost feel like that. You know, when I'm a dad someday, I'll let my kid eat popsicles and yeah. that. It's like when you're a dad someday, come back and we'll talk. Yeah, you know, one of my boys told me uh, just a couple of weeks ago. He says, Dad. I understand you perfectly now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he owns his own house, he's got a kid now, and he's like, "I yeah. get, I get you so all, much better." All their lights are on, and the air conditioning's <laughs> down, and the yeah, we better, we better move along. What all else right. do we have here under humility? Uh, well, that's it for humility. Here's okay. the third, the third thing. A lot of pastors are are telling me they need from their staff members, and that's hunger. Yeah, and yeah. really, hunger is something you, as an associate, bring to the table. No one brings that for you. Um, you know. You bring hunger. And for me, hunger has to do with wanting to learn and grow, Um, wanting to take on more responsibility, Um, going above and beyond when it's truly required. Now, sometimes we go above and beyond all the time and it's not required. We just do it because we're we're workaholics. Right, right. But there are those moments, right, those seasons where we have to go above and beyond. And, And hungry associates almost never have to be pushed by their lead pastor to work because they're self-starters, they're self-motivated. Right. And, and I'm thinking about the healthy kind of hunger, Jim, not, right. not the unhealthy kind, but the kind that's, uh, I kind of look at hunger as a manageable and sustainable commitment yeah. uh, to doing a great job. Yeah. Boy, and honestly, if you're interviewing somebody and they don't have that hunger, you shouldn't hire them. Like you're setting them up to fail in your organization. I they're, think it's that important. I do too, yeah. When we hire people, I say, do I like the guy? Can the guy do the job? 
and 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 in the end, do they bring the right attitude to the to the table? And I say guy, that's I, we have both men and and women pastors right. on our staff, but that that thought of man, if you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. I don't care how talented you are. If I have to talk you into coming here, I have to talk you into coming to work, and I have to talk you into you know being a part of this vision. Like we. No way. I, it's an honor to serve the Lord at a local church, right. regardless of it's a volunteer position or a senior, you know, staff or a senior pastor. There, there's, it's an honor to be called in to, to, to serve the Lord in that way. Yeah. So, honor is so important. And I think that we see that in the world of sports. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we see guys that are incredibly talented sometimes, but don't have the passion. Yeah. For the game, yeah. I, I mean, I don't like watching those kind of players. I like no. players that play hard. Yep. Um, yeah. and, uh, they may not be as talented as that, as a guy, but because of their passion, they, they, uh, they excel. Absolutely. And, uh, so yeah, that's what I mean when I say hunger. Now I noticed as I looked at your notes, you talked about interpersonal skills and I can say this, if I have a staff member that does nothing but cause forest fires, yeah. that I'm constantly have to go behind and excusing him and defending him and, you know, protecting her and dealing yeah. with the problems they couldn't deal with. Like it's. You, you really are trying to delegate meaningful ministry to someone and, and a lot, you're there for them, but it's the rare exception that you step into their world to deal with it. So tell us a little bit about how important interpersonal skills are to, from a pastor's point of view, to sure. a staff member. Well, I'm going to say something that's so, so like, well, duh, it's, <laughs> it's this, the ministry is about people. <laughs> and, and if you don't uh, like people, you're in the wrong Yes. You know, I hate to say business, but you know, you're just in the yeah. wrong calling. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a people calling. Yes. And so, interpersonal skill, from my perspective, Jim, has to do with becoming a one thing is becoming aware of what it's like to be on the other side of you. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good question to ask your wife. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like to be on the other side of me? Embrace yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but yourself. don't you think we need people like that in our lives? Yes. Who just would answer that question honestly for yeah. us? What is it really like to be on the other end of my personality, the other end of my words? Um, so becoming aware, I think, is part of that interpersonal skill. Learning how to handle disagreements. Yeah. Always going to be disagreements. Uh, I, I was on, I've been on several staffs in churches, and uh, I, I don't think I ever went through a, 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 a period of time where we didn't disagree about something. Sure. And, uh, and it's healthy, right? It, I mean, it, you're going to disagree. As long as you handle it, yeah. right? A disagreement iron sharpens can, iron. You got it. I yeah. think I think some some uh, church staffs make poor decisions because there's not enough debate. Yeah. About a certain idea, not yeah. debating each other, their personhood, their value, but debating ideas. So learning how to handle disagreements using Matthew 18 as the guide. Yeah. I think uh, you know. So if you're a, uh, an associate listening today, you're not going to agree with every decision your lead pastor makes. Right. And unless it involves a moral issue, mm-hmm. you know, just Agree to disagree and right. get back to work yeah. without copying an attitude. So Please. that's what I mean by interpersonal skills. And then learning how to handle discontentment that other people might express to you about your pastor. Huge. That can happen, right? right. They're trying to cause division. They're, that's right. And then that guy gets to go back to his three friends and say, I'm not the only one that feels this way. There's even staff, even board members, even. And mm-hmm. then that's far more dangerous than. Yes, it is. And far more natural. A behavior that I think we we understand. So if somebody comes to you as an associate pastor complaining about your lead pastor, extend the benefit of the doubt to him, mm-hmm. to yeah. your lead, to your lead pastor. Yeah. Um, and and I would think it would be great for you to talk with your lead pastor about what do you want me to do if that ever happens. Right. How should I handle that and, and collaborate crushed. together? So that would be the fourth thing, Jim. Yeah. And then I got one more for you, yeah, if that's me. okay. And that is uh, understanding the lead pastor's respons- responsibility. 
yeah. as much as is possible. Yeah, if they can, right? It's, you know, uh, right. I mean, it's again a single friend looking at his married friend saying, "Why, why have you changed?" You got it's it. It's because my responsibilities have changed. And and you don't understand what it's like to be married until you're married. Yeah. Yeah. You don't understand if, as an associate pastor, I think I felt, Jim, again, I'm going to just be very open here. Yeah. I felt there were times I could do a better job. Sure. But I did not understand the role. <laughs> I did not understand the, the pressure yeah. of that role. I didn't understand that my lead pastor had to take the whole organization into account. Yeah. I was a youth pastor. All I had to be concerned about was a little slice of the yeah. pie. He had to be concerned about the whole pie. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. saw how, how decisions made in my area had a ripple effect yeah. across the entire congregation. So when he told me no, it wasn't because he was just being nasty or, right. or uneducated or didn't get it. He knew some things I didn't know, and he had weight on him that I had no idea right. until I became a lead pastor, and I thought, what? Right. What has just happened to yeah. me? I can't believe the weight I feel. 30 seconds after starting in the lead pastor role, I felt that. Yeah. And it lifted as soon as you were done with that. 30 seconds assignment. after, it was yeah. gone. Yeah. Once, once I, I, I resigned and left, yeah. 30 <laughs> seconds later, off, you know, that, that pressure yeah. went away. And that sounds, that sounds silly, but it's the absolute It's the absolute truth. truth. Yeah. There, there's a grace that comes with a burden or be impossible. Correct. But, but no one gets into senior pastoring for the money and the fame. No one gets into youth pastoring, children's pastoring. I mean, right. there's, there's a grace. But just because there's a grace to be married doesn't mean marriage is easy. Right. Just because there's a grace to be a parent doesn't mean being a parent is easy. And just because there's a grace to be a senior pastor doesn't mean it's easy. So That's right. isn't, it isn't like, hey, cut us a little slack. It's more of a do your best to understand that you're planting seeds for you when it comes time for you to lead. That's right. Whatever that is, uh, you know, senior pastoring or what have you. And you're you're... The, the better seeds you plant now, the less weeds you'll deal with later. That's right. I, I have found the people that are that are visionaries, that, that share that burden, share that passion, that are great. Man, God blesses them and promotes them. And people that sit back with their arms folded and say, if I were king, I yeah. would do it differently. They, they end up getting their hair stuck in trees. That's and, right. and it is, I'm going to say it's universal. I, I have been in a position where we have had to let people go because they just couldn't figure out how to be a part of the family. Right. <laughs> they, they had to be the head of the family, and they just they weren't ready for it. So they went out and did their own thing, and they fell flat on their face. And we, we go out then and reach out to them and restore them and help them. And, you know, they're, they're, they're much more humble the second time sure. around. And, and uh, yeah, so but being committed to each other and understanding the roles, it's huge, absolutely huge. Great. So tell us uh, just briefly, I know we've kind of gone long on this because it's just been so good. Tell us about our next one. So on the next pod, pod 20, by the way, uh, we're going to flip the script and address what associate pastors need from their lead pastor. So we're going to give associate pastors equal time. Now, should we should we put some associates on the microphone for this one, or are we just uh, going to talk about maybe it? Maybe we could. I don't know. We, we should. Um, maybe the engineer. Put J.D. on the mic here. Well, maybe. He's yeah. shaking his head no, so I think <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. That's because the senior pastor is in the room with him right now. That's right. He's nodding his head yes. <laughs> well, John, thank you for this. And, uh, man, this is good. And I hope, again, as you listen to this as a staff member, as a senior uh, pastor, that we're, we're understanding each other because in the end, it's about alignment. It's about serving the Lord. Yeah. It's about getting our assignments done, doing our jobs, doing them well before the Lord, and uh, making sure that you know He gets the glory for all of it. So thank you for your wisdom, and we'll see you again real soon at on podcast number twenty coming up soon. 